G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our Eurovision Weekly Update, where we wrap up everything that's happened on during the week. Yes, plus also, what is this, Super Saturday number four or something? Oh, there's been so many Super Saturday slash Super Sunday yes. for us here in Australia. Very early morning. And look, you know, we're still about the national finals, even though we definitely have one eye, Mike. On the Gold Coast next week for Australia's sides. Yes. We are getting into that um, preparation zone, aren't we? Big, big week coming up for all the Australian fans. And we've been spending most of this weekend um, recording the podcast episodes that we do song by song for those competing in Eurovision Australia sides. Yes, they'll be coming out over the next couple of days, so keep an eye out for those, and we go into a little bit more depth about each of the entries. Yeah, so we won't be talking about the Australian songs that came out this week because there were some big ones, so you're going to have to wait for those individual episodes, but my God, we have enough to talk about with the national final, so don't worry, it's still going to be pretty in-depth. Yes. Mike, we had six songs chosen this morning. Mm -hmm. Let's start in Norway where the winner of Melody Grand Prix was none other than Subwoofer with Give That Wolf a Banana. They won the gold jewel against probably the surprise packet, North Kid. Mm. It was only 54% to 46% in the end. So maybe not the absolute slaughtering um, by a wolf that many people expected. <laughs> yes, I saw a couple of tweets actually going, oh my God, a North Kid going to do this. Um, oh, look, I, let's be honest, no surprise that Subwolf got it in the end. They probably were the standout uh, of the MGP season. Um, I've made my thoughts uh, pretty clear on this one and I've noticed a lot of other the fans it sparked a lot of discussion about their participation in the contest um look ultimately though it's a, it's a very catchy song lots of staging uh, potential there uh, for the for the contest so i think it'll do pretty well yeah look it didn't do anything new today other than the dancers were in the yellow mm -hmm. um lycra as well so kind of like yellow gimps in the background <laughs> um you could see from they show the kind of um heart slash balloon situation for how popular the song is and the whole screen was filled with it during their performance. So incredibly popular, particularly out of the 10 songs. I think when it got to a head-to-head, -head, you pretty much saw, I think, that split we've seen in the fandom. I think everyone who voted for another song almost voted for North Kid. It was almost like it wasn't voting for North Kid. It was voting against, against. Yeah, no, fair enough too. Um, yeah, obviously Norway is one hundred percent televote with their um, with their selection. Uh, you know, Subwoofer have to face a couple of juries uh, in Turin, so hmm, we'll see how that goes. I mean, look, I love it. I think it's a great thing for Eurovision. We don't have to take everything so seriously. Yes, I do agree with that. It does add to the smorgasbord of music that mm -hmm. we get. So you're right. Not everything needs to be Bittersweet Symphony or, you know. Um, so, look, it's going to add something to the lineup. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, it's going to add something. And what, do you like it or not? I don't like it. I, I, do, I do think there's some musical, like it's not trash. 
It's not Superman. It, this has got some... It's, it's a catchy song. It's got a good melody. It sticks in your head. So I think there's some musical worth here. Um, so it's not rubbish, but, you know, it's not doing itself any favours with its presentation. Let's put it that way. And look, you know, I'll remember normal music has these things come up. <laughs> so you're calling it not normal no, music? <laughs> well, you know, it's not the usual thing you hear on the radio, but you would hear What Does a Fox Say a few years mm-hmm. ago, which yeah. is a in the few. same ilk. It was 20 years ago. No, Carl. it was like 10 years ago, yeah. Mike. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so that's a, another topic for another day. Let's exactly. talk about North Kid Runner Up. They did really well to make the um, Gold Jewel a much better performance. This would have been Eurovision worthy. Yeah, it was very slick, wasn't it? Um, I, th- I felt like their preview performance maybe was a little rushed. Remember, they had to come a week forward um, because the Wolves had COVID or something. Um, so it was. It definitely was more polished. It was nice to see the curtain fell away without sort of dangling down there, things like that. So I thought they um, did very well and was a worthy run. Up. It was a very good commercial, radio-friendly song, and his vocal was much better. He kind of pulled out of doing too many of those big notes that just didn't suit him. Mm. Bit of a surprise with Elsie Bay not making the gold jewel, um, though she did make it to the last four alongside Sophie. Both really good Scandi ballads in their very different ways. One a bit more delicate, one a little bit more power. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Elsie's performance. I thought she was really, really good. It was um, interesting. It was, it was nice, very nice use of lighting, I have to say. And they really did bring some drama towards the end with the staging. So, yeah, it was a good performance. Really yeah, good performance. I mean, ultimately, I think it was probably close between her and North Kid to make it. Maybe having Sophie there as well, like there was a few ballads. It could have, mm. you know, split the vote somewhat as well. Sophie did an amazing job with the Merlin written song. She also co-wrote it. And also think tearing each other's vote apart was a little bit of Maria Mon and Uda with Hammer of Thor. Hammer of Thor, one of my favorites, um, didn't make it. I thought she might make it through the top four, but I think those two had similar songs. And she opened the show and kind of you forgot about it later. Yeah, it? it's an interesting one. I probably would have put my house on her making at least the, the final four. It was such a, you know, Norwegian um, <laughs> sort of Eurovision thing. But um, yeah, quite surprising that she didn't make it. And overall, the final was really good quality, other than that B song. Um, but other than that, it was a really good quality um, final for, you know, we've been kind of bagging some of those semis but this always happens with Norway once you get to the 10 it's actually really good I feel like we've had this conversation before every year <laughs> yeah so maybe these semi-finals maybe they need to rethink well it. I mean I don't know last year I thought the semi-finals were really good and this is probably because when we we're going to talk about MGP um, this year the problem for me was each each week I would listen to the songs coming up and either I went oh well that's going to win or I don't care who's going to win because they're all bad it, it just yeah, it was just seemed a little bit mediocre. But eventually, once you get sifted down and get the five songs from the 30 that were presented or whatever, then great. But it just seems a long process. If you say that last year's semifinals are good, I'll go back through the archives and find your comments. <laughs> okay, well, look, that was Norway wrapped up for another year. Um, still enjoying the process, even though it takes six weeks to get there. Hmm. Uh, we've got there with a really interesting song. Well, over to Poland now. A lot of eyes on this. Mm. Very good quality um, national final in terms of songs, and it always looked to be a head-to-head, and it certainly was. And we had a winner, Michael, and it was Christian Ockman with River. Gonna lay my head right down right now, now, now and forever. Gonna lay my head right Just 
Family Vote jury um, combined uh, vote to take it to a super final, which saw a Christian get 51% of the vote and Daria with Paranoid get 39%. Televote winner was um, uh, River. The jury winner was Daria, which is really interesting. Wow. I would have really, perhaps, if anything, thought that may be the other way around. But what do you think about the winner here? There's a lot of talk about Ockman and River. Yeah, there is a lot of talk about this one. I'm hearing potential winner vibes. Um, Look, I have to say... I enjoyed the performance this morning. I thought he was very good, very, very good vocally. I mean, the the national final itself, neither of the stagings were particularly amazing. Um, But he, there's something about this song that doesn't sit correctly with me. And I'll be honest, it sounds like a demo. I love the verses and they have this wonderful atmospheric thing. And then we go into this quicker tempoed chorus and then we have this bridge, which is completely different. I think this is one revamp away from probably being a contender to win Eurovision, but it just needs that little smoothing out. But all the ingredients are there. It's a very, very good song. I was so interested to see how this would do live. The vocal was incredible. Mm. So much better than I thought it was going to be. And he handled the whole thing really well because it doesn't almost stop. He doesn't have a lot of breathing room. It's like, does this amazing kind of like uh, vocal then goes into that tempo. And then he goes into like operatic style. And I totally know what you mean because I love the studio. Then I heard that live and I was like, I'm not feeling anything. I'm I'm loving your vocal, but you're not letting the the song breathe. That that kind of structure's not quite working. I, I know exactly what you mean. It is just needs a tweak. Yeah, exactly. And it can win Eurovision. Right now, from what I saw this morning, that package can't win Eurovision. It, also, the way he performed it as well. I felt for the first half of the song, it was almost like a recital. He didn't look at the camera. He was looking out into the middle distance and things like that. So these things can be tweaked and make it a bit more, sort of bring you into the performance. Mm. And I want to, rather than watch somebody sing a good song, I want to be part of that. Yeah. So, But I mean, it's all there though. Well, this, we're, like, we're nitpicking because it's exactly. so good. It and is can we good. just say, how good is it to have Poland with like a really good song for Eurovision? This has been a long time coming. So, well done, Poland, making the right choice, in my opinion. How dare you? Rafael was amazing, wasn't I mean, it? Okay, he was amazing in a very <laughs> subwoof way. I was reading during the week. <laughs> Superman was, way. Yeah, reading during the week, for example, that Ackman was like the winner of Voice Poland. And then I was like, oh, but didn't Rafael make the semifinals of, of Voice Poland? I don't know the quality going on there. But no, he, he, this is this is a, a I'm not going to say contender, but it's an excellent, excellent entry oh, from Poland. Oh, it's a contender. Definitely a contender. And what about Paul Daria? Can we talk about that? Can we talk about that wig? I mean, I know it almost stole the show itself. It was, it's an own act. I think she needs to take that wig. She needs to give it a good shake, and then she needs to throw it in the bin. It was awful. It looked like horse hair uh, directly from the horse. Um, I will say though, I really enjoyed her performance. I thought it was really good. She sang well. She performed the song well, and it gave me a kind of Albina TikTok vibe. Yeah. So I really do like the song. I think they had two pretty good choices. They could have sent Daria, which yep. is great. Poland. To have two choices is um, kind of bizarre. It's yeah. this new world we're living in here. Also, making the super final, Mike, was mm-hmm. Unmute. The five deaf artists who use sign language instead of um, singing or rapping, um, really raising awareness of that. Look, they got 10% of the vote in there, but 10% in the super final against those two songs? Yeah. I, I think they got their message across. I think they've done an amazing um, advocacy work. Hmm. It's uh, all about visibility, awesome. isn't it? Yeah. And showing that if you are hearing impaired, you can still compete and enjoy music and, and yeah, compete in a musical competition. 
Yeah, third in a super final. Fantastic. Great work, Poland. Well, off to San Marino now, Mike. Um, it's been a process. Mm, hasn't it? We got a winner, and it's Achille Lauro with Stripper. Laurel took out the crown this morning in the final. They only gave the top three results. Uh, he was first place. Um, we had Alessandra Colli and DJ Burak, who was from Turkey, mm-hmm. um, was second place. And the emerging artist winner, so the ones that spent all these couple months doing auditions, came in third place. Aaron Sibley with pressure. I think he's from Britain, so well done him. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. I mean, is there any real shock that once Achille Lauro was uh, named as one of the artists that he was going to win? Um, I'm not overly shocked. Um, I have to say, you know, a pop rock song with a bit of a 70s glam rock feel sung in Italian? Hmm, this couldn't possibly do well at the contest, could it, Dale? Uh, no, this is great. I'm, I'm really glad he's going to take the stage uh, at Eurovision. I was a little disappointed with his efforts at San Remo, to be honest. So, yeah, really looking forward to it. Uh, look, I think he looked like the superstar that he is today. I mean, everyone in the crowd was basically jumping up with their phones. He looked like the special guest that arrived. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and he is a special guest that arrived late. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, I think I've had a journey about how I feel about this. But ultimately, I love Achille Laurel. And it's going to be amazing to see him on a stage at Eurovision in front of 200 million people in Italy. Yes, he's performing for San Marino, but... I mean, who's been San Marinese for them mm. recently? At least it's close by. <laughs> I mean, there, you know, so I, the song itself, I don't mind it. Like, I think it's fine. It's a bit rocky. I think he can prowl around and do his thing, mm. you know, and I think it's going to really work for him. And I think he's going to really showcase something great in Turin. So, look, I, I'm happy to see him there. Yeah, I am. I really like the song. I yeah, really, yeah. really like the song. I thought, don't worry about the performance today and the whatever, that's going to be thrown out the window. It almost was like a dress rehearsal, not even a yeah. dress rehearsal, just a rehearsal for him. I think we're going to see, hopefully, something blowing out of the water come the contest, because I'm excited. I feel that the whole process, though, I have to say, oh. has been another absolute mess. What's the whole point if you're literally going to just have an Italian superstar swoop in at the last second and just take the spot. Because he could have sung the phone book and won today. Yeah, so pretty the much. the entire process was a waste of time. Um, the only thing I'll say positive is it, it gave people a chance to try and live out their dreams and, and to do some stuff, but also at the same time... And then they can it, crush them. Yeah, but were they taking it... with a lot of people taken advantage of? Oh, I, look, the whole thing just smelt very fishy to me, and there has been allegations of impropriety made towards some of the organisers. Um, look, it's... You're right. They flew people in from all over the world at their own expense um, so they could, you know, spend a few minutes on a stage to be turfed away and and something just not sitting right. And look, I know San Marino is not a big, you know, broadcaster or anything like that. Surely it could be done better than that. Just, I'm I'm over plucky little samurai. Yeah, exactly. I'm so over it. They should be held to I'm, the same I'm, account as everybody else. I am going well done, Achille Laro. I hope to see you do well. Mm-hmm. I don't give a rat's about San Marino and your pluckiness mm. at all. This little like do whatever. No, you're mercenaries. I got no time for. Somebody it. made some money out of it. I'm sure. Not sure who though. 
Anyway, mm. all right. Well, look, we've made our mm. <laughs> we've mm. made our feelings felt there a little bit. Go a little Laro. <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. And what a what a week of auditions of that sound quality. Oof, that was rough. Mm. The Didn't- production was. Maybe they maybe they need the money to get a <laughs> didn't spend the money on that, did they? No. <laughs> Well, off to a very small nation that loves Eurovision. This country loves it more than anyone else. If you look at Google searches over the last 15 years, they are number one per capita. It is Malta, Mm -hmm. and Mesk was back again this week. And we had a winner. It was Emma Musket with Out of Sight. a semi-final of 22 songs that was reduced down to a whopping of 17 songs mm. they, they took a whole lot of five people out of it <laughs> including they put a wild card in during that process Gosh. and eventually we got there with a very long-winded process to find a winner what do you think of emma's entry um, look, I'm not going to say it blows me away, um, but look, she had a very good voice this morning. I thought her vocal was very good. I enjoyed her look and I enjoyed her staging um, in comparison to everybody else's. Um, it was, you know, it starts as that piano ballad and progresses, so there is something there in the song for people. Um, look, how's it going to go at the contest? Who knows? I think they definitely need some sort of staging concept to lift it. Um, and I did want to point out, Dale, there was a very clever use of a child on stage as well, and I know what a big fan you are of that. <laughs> oh. Well, I'll start with the positives. Um, <laughs> it's probably not the child, I'm assuming. <laughs> she looked amazing. She looks like Miss Malta. Mm, mm. Um, her outfit was just stunning. It very much reminded me of um, Azerbaijan in 2016. Ah, yes. That, like, you know, glittery kind of suit, cat suit type mm. of thing. Loved it. She sounded good. She sang it pretty well. Um, and look, it is a pretty, you know, middle-of-the-range song. Um, but you could soup it up. It is almost a blank canvas for staging. You can do whatever you kind of want with this in mm. a way. I mean, it could be quite nothing. It could be something. You know, you could you could elevate this. But it is a little bit... It's a bit simple. But I wasn't probably expecting a lot more out of Mesk for this. You know, they're coming back to the national final. Mm. It's not too bad. But she won every jury um, vote. Every single jury vote gave her 12 points. And the tally vote gave her um, 12 points as well. Well, number one place. And she did use a child. Um, I don't believe that children should be used on stage because you don't get to use them at Eurovision. Same as well that I don't believe you should bring out 45 dances that Albania did this year as well. I think you should keep it at least somewhat close to what Eurovision will be about. But it's not the reason she got there. So, yeah, no more children. I hate children on stage. I love children, just not on Eurovision stages. And what did you think of Aiden? I have to say, probably one of the talking points was Aiden and Ritmu didn't take the crown. Um, I thought he was probably going in one of the one of the hot favourites. Nice to have a Maltese language song it was fun it literally came second in everything every juror and okay. the tally vote as well so it definitely was he was the you know first alternate um, yeah. here and it probably was in standard I mean it would have brought something was it but it was a pretty you know cheap banger I don't want to say that but it kind of was he had a nice staging yeah I was going to say to his credit I felt like it was presented well for what he had I agree there was a there was a concept and everything that they certainly committed what was the concept cowboys cowboys (laughs) cowboys sunrise even the even the um, um, the uh, the dancers the women dancers had like 
cow skin kind of bikinis on or whatever. Um, So, you know, they committed to it, Dale. They definitely committed to it. It was a bit like, you know, when the Venga boys, he wore a cowboy hat, one of them. It was about that standard of (laughs) cowboyiness. So, but look, I, I thought he did do a very good job of the staging. I enjoyed it. Um, and overall, I didn't mind the show. I mean, we've got to remember, Malta's not a massive broadcaster no, either. And, and I thought for what for the budget they have and what they do, I thought it was a very, very good presentation. So They almost try and put like a mini Eurovision. Yeah, exactly. And I love that. That's how serious they take it. Mm. And you know what? You get all the ads oh to God. make sure that they can pay for it. because they, And they this year, they had a ding. So like it dinged every time an ad came up so you would <laughs> notice it. Oh, I loved it. It was fantastic. Like you were kind of waiting for Robin from Wee Wee Blogs. was like, I'm so glad there's a ding because i want to watch the i want to see the ads pop up it's one of the highlights maybe maybe she'll be booking with hamilton travel who knows dale who knows well down to the balkans now and we go to croatia with dora straight to final for this one Mm. and we had a winner it's probably not what people were expecting it was mia dimisic with guilty pleasure Mike, Mia took out the tally vote and the jury. Very comfortable tally vote win. A little tighter in the jury. 257 points to second place on 179, which was Marco. Um, comfortable win. That's a big win. It is a comfortable big win, but not necessarily a, com- a big song. No, it's one. not. It's not. Um, it's quite a sweet song, though. I have to say, I was listening to it a bit earlier, and there is something very just endearing and very sweet about it it almost sounds familiar but it's not kind of thing um yeah i mean i thought it was well presented to a degree it was pretty simple they had this sort of gravity defying dancer who was sort of suitably energetic for the song because it's not high tempo or anything like that um yeah i quite like this and i didn't think i would but i do yeah, I think when I first, you know, we missed the national final because we were covering a lot of other ones and went back and watched this as the winner. And I was like, at first, 30 seconds, I was like, this is the winner? Okay. And then as I got into the song, I was like, I should really enjoy this. Mm. Um, Laura from our team, who was live tweeting along to it, she mentioned it is there's like a Taylor Swiftness about it, like almost like an album track, maybe not a lead single or something like that. But it's this, it's this storytelling, it's the guitar thing. It's a bit folky. It also reminds you a bit of early 2000s, like Sixpence, None the Richer. Who that, are they? <laughs> um, they? They sang that Kiss Me song. Oh, okay. You know, that was in She's All That, but you've never watched that movie. No. I did. <laughs> it, it's something very sweet about it, but it's really interesting. The song's not sweet. It's about her trying to choose between like her married husband oh. or run off with... Some dude. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Well, but she chooses, know. I think, the husband in the end. Oh, well, you've just spoiled it for me now, <laughs> uh, no. Look, it, it is sweet, but it doesn't go to saccharin, and that's what I liked about it. I thought it does It does capture that kind of nice vibe without you going, oh, this is a bit schmaltzy, because it could easily go that way. Yeah, no, it's something just you captivating. I mm. watched the whole three minutes. I enjoyed the whole mm. thing. And I could actually see with a slightly more elevated staging, I imagine. Yes. Um, but not go crazy. No. Keep it simple. I think this could capture a vote that you don't normally expect to see at Eurovision. But I think this could do okay. It's not the worst from Croatia. Yeah, I totally it's agree. It's not bells and whistles like last year, but mm-hmm. it's not the worst. No, I agree.
All right, over the border now to Slovenia where we had EMA or Emma. And we had the winner. It was LPS with a Disco. an interesting one because LPS actually went through the EMA Fres um, process which mm-hmm. was going through the young performers that do it way before EMA they generally don't do well but this has gone out and taken the crown first in the telly vote second in the juries for a 13 point win in the end a, a tight win but a win nonetheless mm, I've got to say I didn't see this one coming um, I've, I've been watching Slovenia for the last week or so and as much as I love disco, like, this was just a bit no for me. And it's still very much a no for me, I'm afraid. Um, it sounds like a Barry Manilow cruise ship kind of composition with none of the pizzazz he would deliver. I understand they're young guys, and, and but they need some help with their presentation. It's just, I don't, I'm shaking my head. I just don't understand how this won. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised at one. I thought there were better options to to win i find it quite endearing i don't know there's something it reminds me and i feel like i feel like this is a bunch of kids who's have watched slovenian tv in the 70s and they've basically replicated that a little bit i think in the terms of the way it's presented and how they sound and i think there's something that feels like this weird kind of like retro behind the Iron Curtain kind of disco version or something, which reminds me a little bit like of what Lithuania were doing this year. So it's kind of in the same vibe. I don't know what's happening over there, but I, I look, I don't hate it. I don't love it. And I am surprised though, but I, I don't hate it maybe as much as you do. It's um, it's not a complete disaster because the song is pretty much, you know, just a disco song. You can probably jazz up a bit or do something, but I just, I just don't know how it just got the votes. I mean, is there, is that a jury song? Like... It, they had the public other, vote. They had some the public. other more probably eye-catching things for the public to vote for. But for some reason, the votes went to these guys. I mean, good luck to them, but I, I don't get it. Personally. I even I would have gone for the runner-up even over this, the Bastilla Cadillac. Um, they mm. had a more soulful thing, but there was they had the choreography of the dancers in the background. The, the band, the, they were in time. Mm. You know, the guy with the sleeveless thing going on. It was a good energetic thing. It was almost just a... A better version of this disco, hmm. and BQ came in at third place. Another, another loss. Absolutely dog by the Jews again. I noticed. Yeah, they hmm. came second in the public vote. Um, it might be time just to, to give up. <laughs> I don't want them to, but I just no. don't feel it's going to happen for them. Possibly not. Well, one of the national finals that didn't come to a culmination this week was Melody Festival, and we had Heat 3. So our directi finals there, Dale, we had Unders Bugger with Bigger Than the Universe. What did you think of that one? Um, I actually actually like this. I I really like the chorus of it, even though it sounds like at parts... Uh, Pastora Soler to 2012. Yes, it does a little. It ca- does. You can literally amiga. sing the song that little bit at, the, at that <laughs> it, point. It's the chord progression in it the... Is. In just the, this um, one part. Go and have a listen. It sounds just like it. But the rest of the song does not sound like it. He's got great vocal. He's an amazing vocal. Mm. I mean, look, I do find the whole, like, where we are one uh, universe kind of thing and the 
planet and the deers and the butterflies and the birds all a bit ugh but he's got a great vocal and he's really likable he's very emotional about getting through he was very emotional um, but yeah I mean I'll be honest I, I don't think much of this overall but people seem to be losing themselves for it fair enough he is an actual judge on Swedish Idol as well so probably not a major shock that he got through on that one uh, our other director final was Faith Kakembo with her, the song Freedom. Uh, look, big vocal, big ballad. What did you think of this one? Yeah, good solid effort, I thought. Um, mm. I like the choreography they did. She looked amazing. I loved it. Mm. The whole look. It was Such fantastic. Such a beautiful woman. And look, for 95%, she sounded amazing. I think she missed a couple, just strained a little bit on a couple of the notes, but she had some good backing there, so that helped a little bit. It didn't mm-hmm. take away from the overall impression of it all. Um, but yeah, I think... I think in another semi-final, this wouldn't be director final. Yeah, fair enough. And our two uh, entries that went through to the second chance semi-final, we had Cassiopeia. She opened the show with I Can't Get Enough. Big, bright, colourful pop song. I quite enjoyed that one. I really like the song. I was confused by the presentation, I have to say. Because <laughs> she looks like a bit of a like a rocky chick with tattoos and the whole thing is about... She starts the, the first sentence like, I'm a, I'm a complete mess or I'm a mess or something. It, you know, resonated anyway. Um, <laughs> but it just... She looked look like a five-year-old at, mm. a, at a... I don't know, with rainbows and brights. And I would have liked her to be a little bit more greedy with it. But hey, look, she did take out the cover to three to nine years age bracket, didn't she? She did. She took out the three to nine-year-old demographic. So we know that Secret. is... A- Secret Weapon is a big one. The four-year-olds enjoyed that one. Uh, and the second one to go through to the second chance semifinal was Lisa Miskovsky with her song Best to Come. Um, I don't know. It's a sort of empowerment guitar song set at a train station. This is what you do when you go, Clara Klingenstrom did a great thing last year. Let's try and replicate it in some way. And it just lacked any soul. I didn't think anything of this whatsoever. Um, it It felt soulless yeah yeah i kind of agree it's kind of like let's manufacture a klingenstrom moment kind of thing you don't manufacture that it just happens it just happens yeah i mean it wasn't the worst song it just didn't really get anything happening for me um have to say i guess so there's one more person i do want to mention here dale it was uh linda bensing uh she didn't progress uh but my god that was what a performance she started on the floor she was in rosette at one stage just crazy Look, she put her whole self into that performance. She really did. There were literal fireworks. She was in the crowd. She was hugging people. She was hanging out with some gays there as well. Like, she was doing everything. She was ripping off tulle. Yeah, there was a piece of her dress came off and she was clutching. Was her hair meant to fall down? I don't know. But she was like, you know, she was that white girl at a gay bar at like too late. I loved every second of it. Of course. At least everything was real her. It was camp and ridiculous, but mm-hmm. at least it was real. Yeah. And I loved every bit of it, and she was robbed, especially by those three- to nine-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. And then even towards the end of the song, there was a moment where they all sit on the stage, and it comes back quiet again, and then off she goes. <laughs> it's just it's insane. <laughs> you just sit there going, what? More? Um, yeah, insane. Go out and watch it. It will be on the SVT Play app. It's probably on YouTube as well, but um, fantastic from Linda Bengtson. Unfortunately, we won't be seeing her again. Robbed Queen, literally. And also, I've got to ask one thing, Mike. How do you pr- pronounce Lancelot's song? What's the name of that one? Oh, I didn't write that down. It's I'm not sure. Lickle is slut. Something like that. 
something like that. It's he he was he was kind of like a pound shop fronds, really, wasn't he? That wasn't he really was. happening. I have to say, overall, that's one of the weakest semifinals I've ever seen at Melfest. They seem a little lost. They're trying to do this post Bjorkman thing and be a bit edgy, and it feels a bit. Uh, that was terrible. I wouldn't say it was terrible. It wasn't good. It was probably a little on the lackluster side. I don't know. Hopefully, we've got uh, Anna coming up in the next one. So I don't know. Maybe they were trying to give a couple of people a chance to get through this morning. So maybe stacked or unstacked this uh, heat. The other news this week out was France. Um, we have the 12 songs and artists taking part in Sevuki Deside. And wow, quite a pretty impressive lineup, Mike. Excellent lineup. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, again, France bring you everything from a bit of chanson through to almost like a, you know, crazy traditional meets, you know, doof doof. Um, yeah, it was good. Really good. I, I think the, the overall quality there is excellent. Yeah, I cannot wait for that mm. national final to come out. We ranked them as the Aussie Vision team. Well, we are ranking them, actually. They're coming mm. out this week. So do look out for our socials for that one. But if you haven't listened to them yet, go listen. France have one of the best national finals and some absolute cracking songs in there. Absolutely. Keep an eye out for Alvan and Ahez. Fantastic. Okay, well, we've got to talk about this one. This is a little controversial. We did speak about this country last week, Ukraine. Mm. Alina Pash, we did kind of not say she's 100% going to Eurovision. Oh, who we would, said that last week. Who would pick? This was going to go off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, mm. and she's not going to Eurovision. No. So basically, long story short, to compete in Vidbar uh, and to represent Ukraine, you cannot enter Crimea unless it's through the land border of Ukraine. That's correct, isn't it, Mike? You must enter from the Ukrainian side, yes. So she had provided documentation to the broadcaster to show that she had visited Crimea, I think about five or six years ago. 2015. 2015, through the land border. But some people have picked up that maybe that wasn't the case yeah well you know what the internet's like people were like hang on this seems like a bit of a fake document so um off go the organizers asking the border patrol people or whatever is is this a fake document give it a good 48 hours of toing and froing and then all of a sudden there was an admission from uh, alina that maybe one of her team had uh, perhaps forged the document yes of course she didn't know of course, of course yes dog ate my homework situation mm. but um yes they admitted it was it was forged and before there was a chance for the broadcaster to basically kick her out, even though one of the one of the um, senior people or the broadcaster said she was a fraud and whatever, she pulled out and was like, you know, it's too dramatic. And so she pulled out of the whole thing. And at the moment, we don't have a representative for Ukraine. However, the broadcaster has offered it to Kalash Orchestra with their song Stefania, mm. which also has a few little issues, not the song and the artist, but the broadcaster with them because they had a bit of a issue, didn't they? I mean, obviously, there's probably going to be some trust issues between the two, isn't it? Um, it didn't end well at Vidber, let's be honest, and it was Kalush Orchestra that were very much the vocal ones. I, I can't see how these two parties could probably work together in a cohesive way. Um, so, look, you know, poof. I can't, I, I can't imagine them taking the stage. So those who missed last week, Kalush Orchestra basically said, we don't believe the results. There was all this big mix-up. Falsification. Falsification. Though. They said, we'll see you in court. Mm -hmm. The broadcaster refused to show them the results. They refused to do all this sort of you know stuff. So it smelt bad anyway from that. Mm. And now they're going, oh, okay, can you come and represent us? So right now, they have to decide, do we want to go to Eurovision that much and work with the broadcaster we basically don't like right now? Mm -hmm. But we'll 
wait and see what happens. But I tell you what, mm. there is always drama. As if there's not enough drama going on in that part of the world. Yeah. Like, what a right royal mess this is. Look, yes. and let's be honest, in comparison to the other kind of drama going on, this is nothing. True. But in Eurovision world, this is pretty dramatic. So let's wait and see what happens. I hope they go because I love Stefania. I think it's a fantastic song. But mm. we don't at this present time have a Ukrainian representative. And we may have a 2019 on our hands. Again, we'll wait and see. On the lighter side, American song contest. Yeah. <laughs> wonder if there'd be any drama between Tennessee and yeah. uh, New Jersey or something. But uh, this week it was announced that Kelly Clarkson and Snoop Dogg. <laughs> what a combination. Yeah. I know. They are going to be hosting the American song contest. They're big guns. This is big. Absolutely. And I think it, I think they're really great choices. I mean, Kelly Clarkson's, a, you know, very much that that musical pop side of things. And let's face it, they're probably going to have quite a bit of R&B and rap and hip hop come into the competition as well. So Snoop Dogg adds to the credibility of that side of it. So I think it, I think it's really good. Really good uh, choices. Yeah, it's I think. And it came straight after the Super Bowl when Snoop Dogg performed. So that's a huge audience. The audience on par with Eurovision in America. Um, so. <laughs> It starts March 21st. It goes all the way up to Friday, May 9th, just before Eurovision itself. But I think you're right. I think they've given the uh, the credence to the competition. Mm-hmm. I've been speaking to some American friends about this. They go, oh, it's coming, it's coming. And they were like, what, who, what, mm-hmm. what? It's, isn't it Euro- European? And then they were contacting me this week saying, hey, that thing you were talking about, it's happening. Well, like, I'm like, I know. Yeah, but <laughs> that's what it's done. It's got people's interest. And I'm actually really looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know what they're like. I mean, Kelly Clarkson obviously has her own chat show. She's yeah. very um, TV savvy. I haven't seen Snoop Dogg uh, <laughs> host too many things. But, you know, I'm sure he'd have a, a good time if I was in the Snoop Dogg green room. Yeah. He, he Doesn't he host that show because he got that guy, the Australian kayaker on this year? Oh, they, I don't know. Him and another rapper host something. They were like hey everyone thinks you're like really hot oh okay yeah oh okay cool maybe I'm okay not sure. <laughs> okay well that's random oh well <laughs> look there we go that is the week that was mm. um we've got a massive week coming up air week ahead i have not even written this down mike because we are so in australia decides mode it's all about that yes there's also finland are going to be finishing next week that's right as U- well umk comes to a culmination on saturday next week but as we mentioned at the start of the show we will have individual podcast episodes coming out from tomorrow we will be on the ground in the gold coast from friday we'll be bringing you stuff from the jury show on the ground on Friday as well. So make sure if you're not subscribed to us already, make sure you subscribe. It's going to be a big week. You're going to hear from a lot of the team. And mm. wow, as you can tell, we're really excited. I'm checking everybody's travel documents, Dale, as we speak. <laughs> well, there's some people who can't travel from Western Australia. Mm. So, you know, let's be careful here. Right. Anyway, thanks so much for joining us and bring on the Gold Coast uh, convention and exhibition center. Yeah, thanks for joining us, guys. See you later. <laughs>